Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Musician Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew LaPau. Let's start the show. Get on that bird and go. I want it clean like the highway. A boss in this thing, we do it my way. It's raining out there, so why play? I rock the rule where I say. I want it clean like the highway. A boss in this thing, we do it my way. It's raining out there, so why play? I rock the rule where I stay. All right, welcome to the Musician Podcast, everybody. Um, it's a terribly nasty day out today. Everybody's told to stay off the roads. Um, as for myself, I have to get on the road, go over to my friend Ryan's house, and practice for our show at the building, uh, which will be next Monday, the 23rd. Doors at 7.30, music at 8. So I hope you all can make it out to the building then. Uh, we're going to be doing originals and quite a few covers of old country and old rock and roll songs. So I hope you can make it out. Uh, the band is going to be... Uh, myself on guitar vocals, Ryan Dishon on guitar and vocals, Micah Snow on piano and vocals, Andy Ellison on pedal steel dobro and vocals, Jimmy Sullivan on bass, and Kevin Newberry on drums. So it's going to be a kick-ass band, and y'all are not going to want to miss it. Um, So as for today's podcast, we have Mia Rose Lynn on the show. She is a very talented singer-songwriter from Northern California um, who made her way down uh, from New York City to Nashville uh, to do some musical theater, and she that's what she does for a living. She tours as a musical theater performer, um, and she also is kind of getting known in the bluegrass circles as a singer-songwriter. Her songs are very, very uh, warm and uh, make you stop and listen what's going on what are these lyrics about it's very very engaging music so without further ado here's my interview with mia roselyn enjoy celebrity in elementary school and then when he followed me to middle school I was like really embarrassed Your dad so was the guy I would that, hide in the back and pretend I didn't know him he would come into your elementary school classes and and play this Sing land along. is your land and oh yeah but in originals too they made a children's album my first time in the studio I was eight and so you, I was singing a song about polywogs so you come from a family of musicians yeah all right um what kind of musicians were they um my dad plays guitar um well they both did um singer-songwriter stuff. My mom dropped out of college to be in an all-girl band called Honey Creek. They were both total hippies. She, like, traveled around in a van, and um, they did, like, three-part harmonies, and 
my dad was a singer-songwriter in Austin, Texas, trying to make a living doing that. And then they met out in California at a party, singing music, like just jamming at a party. And then um, all my childhood, they were trying to form their band. And I mean, it kind of changed from like, they call it Western Swing, but it really has a lot of different styles mixed in, like bluegrass and they do like Fats Waller stuff and originals and they were like trying to think of a name for their band all my childhood. Like every year it was like they were trying out a new band name. <laughs> so did your mom and dad meet on the bandstand? They met like just at a party jamming. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. I think my mom like fell in love with my dad's voice. He has a really nice voice. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. And that's how you, so you were a natural basically when you were born. You were born to two musicians. Yeah. And my mom has a really great ear um, for harmonies and stuff. So I'm luckily inherited that from her, but also they used to like make me sing harmonies with their band and, um, I was, I was really embarrassed. How old were you when you started doing that? Um, probably in public, I was probably 10 before I started singing. I wanted to be an Olympic gymnast my childhood. Like I did not want to go the music route, even though I was always really musical. I was always making up songs and dances and, and doing like fake TV shows, like, in front of the camera, but because I really thought I was on TV, but <laughs> and I still you, have them. I watch them, the and I'm like, "We're gonna make cookies bed. with our imagination," like in the Disney princess voice. Like, <laughs> I was like born for the stage, but I didn't even realize it. Oh man, I used to take my guitar and sing out my window as if that was like the audience out there. Oh, that's cute. Um, did you do the thing where you stood on your bed and you like looked at look at your wall, and the wall was like your audience? You ever do that, one of those things? I don't think so, because, like, we... My dad always had the camera set up on a tripod. Like, if he needed to keep us busy, he would just set it up, and he would turn on the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack, and I would do an interpretive dance, or I would take puppets and... Or costumes, or do a show, and, of course, like, any time they had people over, I made them sit down and watch my talent show. And they do the thing where they're like, great job! And I'm like, it's not done! (laughs) That was act one. (laughs) made all my friends like dress up and like boss them around and we always did like the nutcracker every year and i was always the rat king (laughs) so you were the producer of these childhood shows yeah like always yeah in fact i still do things like that like we were just on tour and one of my favorite things to do is turn upside down and draw a face on your chin you know like we did that on tour one time uh, or on a gig one time i always like rally the troops and like make everyone do so the you give show. everybody like, chin, chin faces yeah <laughs> did you give the entire cast this last tour this last face? one only two people did it and we were like we actually made the guys feel really guilty because like on the i did the same tour last year and the whole cast pretty much did it we did chins on broadway and it was great it was a smash hit and this year only two people did it so. uh, it's not too late though we, we're, we have a couple more dates so maybe they'll hear this podcast and feel really bad so when you were growing up and you were doing the theater, the uh, musical thing at home, what brought you, because you have a musical theater background, what got you into that? Musical theater. Well, I did my first play when I was 11 and it was Cinderella and I played the horse's butt because there are two people mm-hmm. that make the horse. So like there's the person that stands and then there's the person that like leans over. What's that like? Being the horse's butt. Yeah. 
Oh, um, I thought it was, it was, was a joke in cartoons and stuff. No, no, it's it's, it's a real thing in children's theater. <laughs> but the opening night, the the head got like nervous because we had like some like horse choreo, and so I was like, "I'll go on." So I was like promoted to the head. I also I was also the court jester and also like a townsperson. So I wasn't like only a horse's yeah. butt. But the following year. I think I got a little bit more courage and went really went for my audition. I got like the lead role, so it was like horse's butt to lead. Um, and so, did you get then, any singing parts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It was the lead in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Oh, great! Um, New Rochelle, my hometown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about that. Yeah, I played Rosemary, who sings that song. Um, and then I just started doing that, and then I continued that into high school. Quit gymnastics when I was thirteen. I mean, I was on level five, but I'd also started on level five, so it was like I wasn't really moving up in the world, and um, it, it was time to do something else, and I, I really loved doing theater, and so got all the leads in high school, and, and was really like gung-ho about that, knew I wanted to major in it and be on Broadway someday. Wow. Um, and then that changed, too. We can so, talk about that later. <laughs> so music and acting were almost the same thing to you in mm-hmm. a way like mm-hmm. yeah all... I didn't do much like straight drama I didn't actually do like any straight drama in high school I didn't study acting on its own really until college when I had to take it um for my major so what plays did you do in high school in high school yeah um I did Brigadoon Chorus Line Music Man Godspell um oh what's the name of it you were, she loves me yeah west side story anything goes so you were a, you were a theater kid you were the poster child for a, a theater kid probably yeah yeah i was that girl i was i was well, real nerd in class like no one i got like really good grades and, and didn't really talk to anyone but then like after school i'd go to you know, yeah i'd go like star on the stage but i was really shy in real life in, when I went to high school, there was like the kids that did music, which I guess I was a part of because I had bands. Uh, even though I wasn't in the school band, um, I was friends with all the kids in school band because they were, you know, the drummers and we just hung out a lot. And then there was the theater kids and they were a clique. But when it came down to like, all right, we're all ready to start drinking, that was when everybody came together and started hanging out. It was parties on the weekends mm-hmm. is it the same thing with you i didn't party at all <laughs> i was like be two shoes and i still am like i still get really worried to break the rules or get in trouble it's kind of a problem um because like for instance i worked on a cruise ship for a while and there's a lot of rules on cruise ships and so i never lived in comfort like i was constantly worried i was gonna get in trouble like we're not allowed to be in this corridor and everyone's like just calm down I'm like we're not allowed, we're not allowed to be in this corridor okay <laughs> but like um you're a law-abiding was, citizen yeah but i mean i i started drinking um in college you know once i got to college and started like partying a little bit but nothing crazy and i really yeah I was the girl in high school that like kind of made it to a few low key parties, but I was like, I'll drive you home. Like, I'll hold your hair. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. That's uh, great. Yes. Yeah. No, definitely. You probably <laughs> saved people's lives. Oh, maybe. You know? Uh. Um, so then you went off to college and studied more theater, more musical theater? Yeah. I went to Cal State Fullerton and, um, 
you at that school um, if you want to major in musical theater it's a bachelor of fine arts degree and you go there for two years before you can audition for the program and they only take like five guys and five girls Mm -hmm. and so they have to really and every year the school gets a better reputation so more and more people come wanting to major in that so um, luckily after my sophomore year I made it into that program otherwise I would have been really sad Um, however I have a lot of friends that didn't make it into the program and that have worked way more than me and so it you know it doesn't mean that you're not talented or in fact some it sometimes gives people the drive to like light a fire under their butt and like Oh, yeah. for it and then they end up being more successful than any people that actually major in it but um yeah there's nothing like <laughs> failure to make you a success yeah exactly which I try to remind myself yeah. all the time in the music industry because that's where I don't have training and and that's what I'm trying to do now but um yeah I majored in musical theater and um you know by the time I finished college I was kind of burnt out on it um because there's nothing like boot camp musical theater to make you not love it anymore and getting grades and competing with your classmates and just I didn't have a lot of confidence and I just needed to take a break so I moved to Texas for a while um to live with a with my boyfriend at the time um while I kind of like gathered my thoughts and did some dinner theater out there and then everyone was like what are you doing here you should be in New York you should go for Broadway and I was like you're right I should so then I moved to New York and on like $500 in my pocket I like lived on my friend's couch and then I was working like seven days a week just to pay my rent so I didn't really um I waitressed and I also did medical transcription for a radiologist okay um and auditioned here and there but it's hard out there if you're not a member of the actors equity union it's really hard to get seen at auditions and it's really grueling and how do you get in there disappointing in auditions well just the actors equity union you get in an equity show uh, by going to an equity audition, which you won't uh, be seen if you're not equity. It's really like it's like oh, a catch man, 22. It's, one of those it's like hard. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it happens all the time. And a lot of people do it. And I actually did end up getting offered a show that would give me my equity card. However, it was at the same time I was offered a different contract here in Nashville. And I was kind of ready to move to Nashville at that point in my life. So Gotcha. So theater is what brought you down to Nashville. Yeah. Well, actually, I was living in New York. And one of those auditions landed me a gig singing and dancing on a cruise ship. And the rehearsals were here in Nashville. Was it singing and dancing with a top hat and a can? Um, actually, I don't think I had to wear that, but I did have to wear some really bad costumes on that first contract. Like I had to wear a, there, we had a swing show. It was called a bumper because it was only twenty minutes long, and I had to. My big solo was "Straighten Up and Fly Right," a mm-hmm. song that I love. Yeah. And then they put me in this hot pink um, tuxedo, like but like a long tuxedo that like went all the way down to my knees and then like hot pink like MC Hammer pants (laughs) and it had like green lining and I had to wear a tight like chola um, ponytail with like fake curls coming down. (laughs) That just seems like you were like, I'm so wearing this. This is awesome. I just know you to a degree where you like dress up in costumes and... No, I would never wear that. (laughs) Like on stage? No. I mean, it just, it was bad. What's even sadder is that I used footage from that show to like get me my next job, which I ended up getting. I'm like, and I've, I'm since really close with that company that like I still work for them all the time. I've been on tour with them all winter. Nice. And sometimes they're like, I'm like, you ever want to send you that awful reel? I really got the job from a friend of mine, Steve Coomer. He was my music director on the ships and he kind of like vouched for me for the next job. And like, I think that um, had they only seen that video of me in the pink jumpsuit, they probably wouldn't have hired me. Wow. So how many how many months were you out at sea? Um, six. Yeah, that's a long contract. Yeah, 
I've never done the cruise ship thing, so. It's definitely a good way to save money and see the world, and um, I'm glad I did it. I'll good. Leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, good. That's I have a friend. He he's one of the, mo- the most cynical musician friends I have. But he he um, he'll do cruise ships, you know, and he doesn't seem to be too cynical about the work there. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely a weird lifestyle on there, and the people that do contract after contract after contract. It's just it's a different kind of. Social, everything, like yeah. just, it's it's a weird, it's like is, a little is floating, there a social hierarchy? little floating, there's definitely hierarchies, and even just like what nation you're from, like you're on a hierarchy based on like what privileges you have, and uh-huh. like what, what's your job, like if you're one of the like Indonesian guys that like clean the rooms, you're not allowed to go in this bar, but like I'm a singer from America, so I'm allowed to go in that bar, and, huh, and then they're like serving me, it's, it's <laughs> weird, it's like, I mean, and it's not like... And there's like ranks, there's officers, and like they're uh-huh. not just from America, they're, maybe they're from like Croatia or Greece, but like they're allowed to do this. And then the, this guy from the Philippines, like who's cooking, he's not allowed to go in there. And that always just made me feel really weird. Because then we're like all there's... like partying in the crew bar later together. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like you like changed my sheets. Like, yeah. And, you're, and I'm allowed to go in here and you're not. Like, I just felt that sounds weird. like some really like, institutionalized classism, racism. It made me uncomfortable. Ship. It made yeah. me really uncomfortable. I tried to like befriend everyone and. But you go on there and you're a singer and people sometimes already have an idea about you that you're not going to be so nice. But hmm. yeah. um. <laughs> you, you are like the nicest singer, though. You know, you oh, don't really have thanks. like diva qualities other than the ones that you kind of sarcastically put on when you put on the voice of the diva. You know what I mean? What's that sound like? Uh, you know, like, oh, you just did it before. Like, oh, you should go to Broadway. And All just... right, I'll go on Broadway. <laughs> That's more. That's, that's more my, of the bright-eyed. That's my Disney princess. That's voice. your Disney princess who's doesn't very naive about the world. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of different voices. Yeah. <laughs> I can do those on a different podcast or on this one if you want. Do them all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's the only prospect. <laughs> okay, so now you came down to Nashville on a contract to be in a theater company. To do the cruise ship. To do the and cruise then ship. Okay. I was brought back. Um, to do another gig, which was for Matt Davenport Productions, which is a touring musical theater company, mm-hmm. which I still work for off and on mm-hmm. whenever they have something to offer me, which is great. <clears throat> um, they've given me a lot of work in the last few years, which is really awesome. Allows me to do the singer-songwriter thing, you know, at the same time. Yeah. So in your mind, what is the singer-songwriter thing? Um, writing songs and singing them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you have and an album. trying to, yeah, and trying to maybe... Um, believe that it's possible to make some money in it someday or at least get it out there um I don't know it's a, it's a whole new world to me because I only realized that I wanted to do this maybe like two years ago when I is when I really realized that this is what I'm most passionate about um and I've been working really hard at it and hopefully getting better and meeting people and learning more about the industry and learning what's right and what's not right for me to do. But yeah, I did. I was fortunate enough to record a full-length album. Released it last May. Um, and of course, by the time I was done with it, I already had like 20 more songs that I'm more excited about. Like, That's that what I the great thing about recording. You're, you kind of like gets the juices flowing yeah. and then you just keep pumping it out. Yeah, I'm really, really wanting to do another one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really impatient too. And I, there's all these do's and don'ts. Like, don't play any songs out like that are our new like I play my new stuff I have my new stuff on YouTube like yeah. I'm just really like 
at this point, I, I don't always follow the rules. Um, I don't think there really are rules. Yeah. I think maybe People if you're signed to a label yeah. and, you know, yeah. then they go, oh, don't release that because that'll get, you know, duplicated. But yeah, but at this point, I, I still feel like I'm just getting started. I'm still learning. And so I'm really fortunate to have some like, you know, there's certain gigs that I have had or are about to have that I've just gotten by chance. So sometimes I'm like, I'm an imposter. Like, they don't know. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. But I think Still I'm just hurts. like learning as I go. And um, I just, I, I think I believe in myself more than I have before. And I'm just really inspired by all the really awesome people I've met in Nashville. So I definitely want to just give it a shot. And I'm already just a really happy person like I enjoy my day-to-day life and I try to remind myself of that every day like I enjoy my life in Nashville I like I have a million different little jobs I do for money and I'm pretty broke most of the time but I like my lifestyle I'm already you know I've like already succeeded sometimes I have to like step back and remind myself that that that's a really good like seat to have you know Mm -hmm. at least you've made it to this point where you have this creative freedom to do it mm-hmm. you know you're doing musical theater <clears throat> you're doing you're yeah. pursuing your art on the side i think the moment i got the call to do the cruise ship as silly as it sounds and anyone out there who's done cruise ships knows it's like oh cruise ship big deal like you know <laughs> they're kind of like the floating like casino gigs yeah, right. like you know like there's there's not a lot of um i don't know they kind of have a reputation sometimes um but as soon as I got the call, I was working in an office, like, full-time, like I said, and I was sitting there staring at the computer, like, contemplating if that was really going to be the rest of my life. And I got the call, and I was like, this is my ticket out of here. Like, I'm never coming back. And no matter what anyone says, like, I can tell my great-grandchildren that your grandma was a singer on a ship. Like, (laughs) I, like, I'm literally a professional singer because I'm getting paid to sing. And that was, like, something that I was really proud of and... I try to remind myself, okay, like, so you're always, as soon as you hit, like, the step you want, you, like, see the, like, next step, and you are already looking at that, so you're not proud of, like, where you are, you know? And I think it's good to, like, have a balance of, like, shooting for things, but also being, like, okay, be proud of this. Yeah. You got this Be appreciative of, like, your your success along the way to success. Yeah. Yeah. Just enjoy where you are, too. Um, But, I mean, don't get me wrong, I definitely have days where I, like, freak out and, like, Oh, yeah. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? I'm playing make-believe for a living. <laughs> Dressing up in costume, playing Cinderella. <laughs> you, it seems like you were born to do it, though. Yeah, it is definitely what I love. And, I mean, while I'm young and in my 20s still, barely, and I can get up on stage and sing and dance and, you know, put on some pretty makeup and a costume, like, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to do it until they're like, okay, you are way too old for this. <laughs> we're not casting you anymore. Right. I'm going to do it because, like, I won't get you to do that forever. Yeah. So. And maybe at that point, you'll have a few albums on your belt and a, a growing fan base. That would be great. Yeah. That's the plan. Well, let's hear a song. Okay. Um, well, I have a gig coming up in Ohio, so I might just practice with my first couple songs I plan on. Sounds good. Cheering for that. And Andrew just helped me change my strings. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure that they're in tune. but I kind of want to play new songs if that's okay just play whatever you like Um, this one's called Starlings (laughs) 
shape-shifting as the ice wind blows the starlings flock above the snow and i'm wondering just how they know in which direction they should go do they ever get cold yellow diamonds warn me that the bridge will ice before the road this is just the Showers flatten along the sunrise, it goes on and on and on. The color of this dawning day is the same as your pink t shirt I'm still wearing from yesterday. Baby, I forgot, I wanted just a piece of you to hold. But this is just the kind of drive that writes a song. By the time I've made it home The Memphis Pyramid reflects the sky It's a melancholy gray and so am I But if I have to be missing with somebody I'm glad it can be Counting every power line I'm thinking about the town Shifting and we're on the go Starlings in our flock above the snow Yeah Ah That was great Thanks My your... palms were sweaty so I messed up all of it Sorry No, that was, that was <laughs> terrific um, Your right hand finger picking technique is really awesome Unusual and awesome That means a lot coming from you Um yeah, I was, I was, it was confusing to me. You have a claw hammer, a thumb uh, thing. Yeah, you know? I just use two fingers. I think I started learning that from a, um, an ex of mine. He was trying to learn a Doc Watson song. Yeah, Doc and Watson he, played with two fingers. And I used to play with like four, and mm-hmm. then he was like, try to learn it this way. And suddenly, I was like, whoa, that actually reduces my, op- my, um, probability of making mistakes <laughs> yeah. like i'm less likely to hit the wrong strings if that makes sense yeah, you so li- i you retrained yeah. myself to mostly use two fingers for everything i wrote so i'd like go back and relearn but i really like it that way for some reason how long did it take you so when did you start playing guitar i just i played like a little teeny bit when i was a kid um but i really started back up maybe like five six years ago okay and off and on. And we mostly finger picking. I guess, yeah, yeah. I'm not like strumming is not my favorite. Did you I, take I, lessons? No. Mm-mm. All self-taught. 
Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate the self-taught. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely had like, I wouldn't say like I haven't had teachers, like yeah. just not official, you know, definitely well, had like advice along the way and definitely have like watched some YouTube things and, and learned okay. things from friends, yeah. but no, I've never had a lesson, which is also bad because I... I'm not really good at jamming with people because I don't know what key things are in. Like, I don't know what chord I'm playing. And they're like, oh, that's a cool chord. What's it called? It's like a D sus over something. I'm like, I have no clue. It's on a capo and it's the ship. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I'm trying to like get a little bit better at the theory, but I find that in Nashville people use numbers mostly anyway. And Mm -hmm. also people, if they're good, they just pick it up and jam along anyway. So I haven't had like much of a... Just keep doing. I don't know. It, yeah, that sounds great. Just keep it going. It's okay. pretty masterful. Um, do you want to do another one? Yeah, sure. Yeah, do, do we another time? one. Of course. Okay, I'll do um, another new one.
very nice. Thank you. That's a really pretty song. Thanks, Andrew. Um, when did you write that? Uh, I guess about a month ago. Actually, it was funny. I was um, our mutual friend Robbie Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, I had he was so kind to help me film a submission for the NPR Tiny Desk concert, uh-huh. and um, I think it was like one in the morning before we were supposed to meet like the following day and I was planning on doing another song and then this one like came out of nowhere like wrote itself like really fast and then I like the next day I was like I think I want to do this one instead and then yeah. I just really liked it so I that's, kept it that's great that just came yeah. out yeah yeah the melody sometimes sometimes like ones just come out really fast and I don't know where they're coming from I'm like so happy when that happens but it doesn't happen all the time <laughs> I wish it happened more often than it did but that was one of those like really easy ones to write that's awesome. You've got a really unique sense of melody, Thanks. I have to say. Yeah. Um, the, all your songs are very, like, fireside. Nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah, Thank relaxing you. Relaxing and yeah, also, I, like, introspective. I mean, a lot of people tell me they, they either want me to sing their kids to sleep or they want me to sing to them, like, while they're dying. Like, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> or, like, they want me to... Performer. Yeah, like... Um, which I always take as a compliment. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, I'm putting everyone to sleep. Like, <laughs> I need to get edgy. But like, it's just not really what comes out of me. I don't think they. So... I don't think they're sleepy numbers. I think they really uh, demand your attention and to cool. like the lyric and the melody and the mood. It, that I think to me, in any genre of music, like mood is really important. Yeah. Um, all that early Bob Dylan stuff. Tom Waits, like they, those guys just got the mood of the song so right, and it yeah. seems to come natural to you. So Thanks. that's awesome. Yeah, just keep this going. Um, okay. I mean, I can hear. If, did you? So you didn't record that yet, other than the Tiny Desk audition. No, I didn't. Do you hear stuff? I can, I just hear like that kind of has a Union Station vibe to it. Oh, cool. Well, you know, I like love. You Allison love Alison Krauss. She's yeah. my girl. <laughs> I will die happy the following day if she sings one of my songs someday. I could hear. I think that. I think I a lot of people would. <laughs> a lot of people want that to happen. Oh yeah. So I don't pretend that I'm the only one with that dream. But that is a huge dream. My parents had the same dream. They walked right up to her and gave her a cassette tape at a bluegrass festival when I was a kid. I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, it's not the way it's done. <laughs> they gave her a cassette of theirs. Yeah, they were like, Allison, we love you. Like, we think you should sing this song we wrote. It's actually a really beautiful song, but that's not the way it's done. <laughs> that's not the way it's done. <laughs> she was really nice about it. She was like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, if you don't know, that's not the way it's done. You don't know. I yeah, mean, like, exactly. you know. You never know. Maybe it works if you don't and know. And you just never know. Yeah. yeah. But, um,. Oh, I'm reading tons of books on publishing and learning how that part of the world works. It's, what books are you It's reading? confusing. I just read The Plain and Simple Guide to Music Publishing, and mm-hmm. um, honestly, maybe it's just because I'm dumb, but it didn't seem very plain and simple to me. Yeah, no, <laughs> My head was legalese. spinning. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I definitely, you know, I'll cross those bridges if and when I come to them, you know, right. in terms of, like, the proper way to do things. I'm just trying to write and, and write the best songs. Are you part of a PRO? Um, yeah, I'm a member of BMI, okay. but um, I've never even been in there yet. <laughs> I really like. I, I know I, I'm a member of ASCAP, and I haven't been in the office. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> like that's like one of the first things you're supposed to do. But I want to be more knowledgeable. Like so, and now I'm reading a book. Um, oh God, I can't even think of the name right now. And I just spilled wine all over it, and I'm gonna have to tell the library. <laughs> but um, I'm actually kind of glad I spilled wine on it because I, it's a really good one, and I wanted to keep it anyway. So I'll just pay for it. But um, I don't remember what it's called at the moment. Uh, I checked out a whole bunch. 
Yeah, just cool. on music business and the and the right way to do things and thinking outside of the box and a lot of it's intuitive. Like a lot of the things I read, I'm like, well, duh. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't be a jerk. Don't don't drink too much. Don't burn bridges. Well, yeah, yeah. of course. Like <laughs> you know, um, but then there is some some other stuff that's helpful too. I read a book called This Business of Music. Have you read that? Uh uh-uh. uh It gets updated every couple of years. Yeah. Um, and now with streaming and all that stuff, there's this whole new animal. To there's one chapter in this book, and he's like, you know, ringtones are really big, and pretty soon I'm sure you'll be able to download a, download a whole song or even an album on your phone. And I'm like, yep, that's definitely happened. <laughs> and he's like, and there's MySpace, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like it's, it happens so fast, like Spotify and and Pandora yeah. and you know, a lot of the stuff I've just like been learning on my own too, just from the internet, like. I submitted to Pandora and six months later they're like congratulations you have a station and I'm like great oh but why isn't my bio on there like oh well you need to submit it to Rovi and then they need to you need to send them an album and then if you get approved you can send in stuff and then so they'll, they'll write a bio music, maybe we'll put your bio up there yeah and Pandora gets all its information from this corporation called Rovi and mm-hmm. it's just it's all kind of confusing you just kind of have to like keep jumping through hoops to try to if you're an independent musician like you do everything yourself so I physically mailed them a copy of my CD, and um, so now I'm on that site, All Music. Okay. And that's where, like, people get information, but they just still won't, there's still no bio for me because, that's why this keeps sliding, but, um, you know, just, I constantly have a to-do list of send this to someone, okay, sign up for Sound Exchange because they collect royalties from Pandora, and like, you know, but if you don't sign up for that, you don't get them. It's just things you have to, like, learn. So how could I how could I hear you? So I could just type in Mia Rose Lynn and Pandora, and you have a station. Yeah, I have a Pandora station, and I'm on Spotify and iTunes and Amazon. Do you know how you're cross promoted on Pandora, like with who else's station? Yeah, actually, I don't know who I show up on, Uh which is really the where you know. Like if you typed in Allison Krauss, and then you're. I doubt I'd show up on that because I'm not well known enough yet. That'd be really great. but, I mean, Pandora is how I've found a lot of my favorite artists. And mm-hmm. Spotify now, too. With the Spotify playlist, that's huge. Like, I find new people I love all the time. Um, and then I, like, if I really love them, like, I'll go buy their album. Not that most people do that. But, you know, as an yeah. artist, like, you always, like, want yeah. to do that. But if they're still alive, but by the record. <laughs> yeah, that's there you go. Thing, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I know people on my station, like, uh, they have Claire Lynch on there um red molly uh then and actually i've only like listened to it once my mom listens to it all the time she could probably tell you everyone that's on it (laughs) my mom like has a whole burn cd she's made of like people that she discovered from my pandora station (laughs) um the nashville cast like the cast of the tv show nashville Nice. Sometimes songs come on and I'm like, what is that? And it's from that show, which I never watch, but I actually really like it. Actually, I think that girl, Claire, um, Claire Bowen, I think she has a really nice voice. Every time she comes on, I'm like, oh. And the two girls, too. Oh, uh, yeah. The um, girls are really good. Ma- th- what is it? I don't know. Maddie? Maggie? Sadie? I have feel like I'm totally butchering it. Yeah, I don't actually I've seen them live. I saw them play at uh, Grendel Hopper. I think they're about to play um, Musician's Corner. Oh, cool. Like this weekend. Yeah, they were amazing. Um, yeah, I can't... I don't remember their name, but yeah, they're, they're awesome. I, saw, I was at... The first time I went to the Grendel Opry, I saw... The episode where the whole cash, cast of Nashville came on and everybody was like uh, Hayden Panettiere's first time singing live. And 
Oh, yeah. It was all right. It was cool. <laughs> um, you grew up listening to a lot of Dolly Parton? Actually, no. Not really. Um, definitely grew up listening to a lot of Alison Krauss. I know she's really influenced by mm-hmm. Dolly. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I really grew up like listening to my parents and what they were playing or... You know, we went to a lot of bluegrass festivals, mm-hmm. um, but also grew up listening to a lot of jazz and um, show tunes and yeah. classical music. And... So what, what shows do you have coming up? Oh, not too many. I'm still doing an off and on um, Broadway review show, like through the end of spring. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that's been keeping me really busy all winter. I haven't had a chance to focus on booking um Singer-songwriter stuff. It's also kind of hard in Nashville to get singer-songwriter gigs. But I have a show coming up on February 13th in Ohio. I'm playing six-string concert series, opening up for um, Irene Kelly, who's a really great bluegrass artist. Um, and that's uh, that's February 13th. And I'm doing a live um, streamed webcast show on the 28th called Nashville Side Streets. Have you heard of that? No, that sounds like I should. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just found it on online and submitted to it and it's one of those things I submit to things all the time most of the time don't hear back from them but one of the things that the person called me back and asked me to be on it um, so I'm playing that with um, my little band the MRL band we call it the Merle Band uh-huh. um, Dan Kozlowski and um, Alec nice. Noonan on bass um, that's on February 28th and what else what else am I doing I know I'm doing something else I'm playing a music my first music festival in September uh-huh. Um, in California, it's called the um, American River Music Festival, I think. <laughs> okay, that sounds. Like, what part of California? Coloma, Northern okay. California. All right. Yeah, playing Sweet. a showcase for that. So you got some things. Hopefully, up. I'll fill fill in the blanks with some things. Nice. Well, let's do this. Uh, why don't you just play us out? Okay. And then, unless there's anything you want to, you want to give a shout out to anybody, Should you want to plug your nah. plug anything else. Oh, um, don't want to plug anything. No, I have a um. Oh, if you click like on my Facebook page, that'd be cool. <laughs> and what is that? <laughs> Facebook.com slash. Yes, Mia Rose Lynn. Mia like Mama Mia. Rose like the flower. Lynn like Loretta with an E on the end. Um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, should I, should I... Uh, do you have a website? Yes, miarosalind.com. Great. Yeah. Um, should I play a sad song or a happy song? To close I... This I mostly have feeling. sad. I mostly God, they're have great. sad. They're great. I've been down <laughs> with another sad song. Why don't I play... Um, I'll play one of the few... Or I could play one that I just wrote last night. Maybe like the first one you were first sure, to hear. Yeah. Should I do Remember that? that yeah. That's like pretty bold and stupid, isn't it? <laughs> Whenever you like write a new song, that's the one you want to play. Like you know, oh, like, yeah. you're like, you're like oh, this is my I best song. Want to do a song. Yeah, which is like that, so yeah. dumb because I don't even have the lyrics in front of me, so I'm probably gonna forget them. But okay. that's okay. Um, okay, so I was thinking like um, how like different sounds remind you of things, and like you know, when you break up with someone, you hear a song, and you're like. Oh, I can't listen to that. And it used to be your like favorite song. And then I started thinking about different sounds and like how they affect like jog your memory. Like everyone knows that smells like the most associated one, but anyway, this is called Sound and Soul. If that makes sense. I don't remember how it goes. 
used to leave the dimmers on Something about walking in the half-lit hall made you feel home I slide them all the way down well, I can't stand the pit in my gut that I get when they buzz now so Sound and soul go together like we used to go. Birds whistle out a warning. That used to be my favorite song of the morning. I guess I didn't get the Thanks for coming in, Mia. Thanks, Andrew. What do you think about that? Mia Rose Lynn, super talent. Um, Here's a little bit more of her music to play you out. Be safe today, everybody.